Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to the SmackDown preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Hamflet from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of Friday Night SmackDown. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review SmackDown, but also Monday Night Raw, NXT, Duper. Hello. AW Rampage pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, they're joined by Hamlet to look ahead to SmackDown tonight, which features uh, the return of the Tribal Chief, a tag team title match, two big meaty men going at it. But never mind all that. Michael Hamlet is tonight the night that Bray Wyatt is back in WWE. Uh, look, I've enjoyed over the past sort of six to eight months a stupid little thing that I do on stupid little Twitter where the fiend's getting into a car and the door says forbidden on it um, because it just seemed inevitable that Bray Wyatt at some point would make his return to wrestling. Do you remember, Wilborn, on a, a trip that we've obviously luxuriated in talking about from time to time on the podcast and our trip to Dallas when we walked right past Bray Wyatt? making one of his very few appearances yes. at WrestleCon, I think it was. I do. I felt the presence of the fiend brush past my shoulder in a very literal sense. Um, and yet, we've not been able to speak about him in a professional context since we were doing podcasts like this over oh. Skype today, video recording. Um, I haven't got COVID, by the way, just for anybody listening. It was uh, just, I had to work from home today. But we haven't been able to um, talk about the fiend in a professional context since we were doing this every week. Yeah. The last time the fiend was within WWE in any kind of official capacity. Um, I keep saying The Fiend. I should probably give him the respect to saying Bray Wyatt because I don't know if the big clown's back or not. I don't know what they're <laughs> Bray Wyatt was around. We were still pretty much confined to our homes. It has been that long. Yeah. It's been that long. He was WrestleMania, of course. Alexa comes out of the box-like structure. Randy beats him in an even shorter time than he beat him in that projections on the mat year. And then Bray cut a promo on Raw where it felt as if he was saying goodbye to that version of the gimmick. And then WWE said goodbye to that version of the gimmick. I can't quite believe that so much went on um, in the well in the time following Bray Wyatt's exit. The mm. world has gradually returned to normal. He has somehow avoided making any wrestling appearance. And maybe now, as we sort of sit on the precipice of an awesome return on SmackDown, he's played the long game perfectly. He couldn't have predicted that his employer would not be Vince McMahon upon his return. 
but he probably could have assumed that people would have been very hyped for it. And based on the videos on Monday and our giddiness in the office this week, some of it a little bit ironic, but based on the general sort of atmosphere and the sense of anticipation, he's played this brilliantly, I think. Yeah, I mean, we are assuming that the date and the White Rabbit stuff all leads to Bray Wyatt on SmackDown tonight. But yeah, it's one of those a bit like when we talked about Punk debuting on that Rampage many, many moons ago. Uh, you're 95% sure of it. And Phil and I were talking about this on the news this morning. Credit to WWE the way they've done it. They've not dragged it out for weeks and months. They've mm. not done the whole, who could it be? It's clearly this person. There is room for debate. There is room for speculation. But also, there is room for quiet confidence, yes, that this is the return of Bray Wyatt. And, yeah, this isn't just, you know, no offence to someone like a Braun Strowman, but this isn't just the return of a guy who you think probably will do his best stuff in WWE, which I do think still applies to both Braun and Bray. But it is the return of someone who has reinvented himself on numerous times to great success and sex, I think it's fair to say, you know, maybe not always you know, world title reigns that, you know, last long and what have you. But certainly it's never dull, is it? No, um, I think this is all I all sort of joking aside and all sort of flippancy aside. We as a collective, like I'll include sort of Sidgwick in this as well as a as a three and indeed in the office at what culture, we kind of realised that the best way to enjoy the fiend or the antics of Bray White was to just do it from a bit of a distance. If you really invested in that character, and you know there might be some people listening to this who were of this ilk, who maybe would have like dropped money on the fiend belt, or would have wanted so much for the fiend law to all tie together. Vince McMahon's WWE was simply not the place for it. Um, but we kind of don't know what he will look like under Triple H's guidance. We don't know. I will assume if nothing else, Triple H will strive for consistency, will strive for the rules of this character to make sense. So no matter what happens to Bray going forward or what version of him we get, if it is indeed, as you say, there's, I guess, a 5% chance it isn't him, but assuming that it is, whatever version we get, you just sense that it'll be something that will cling to more logic than the last one did, and then that gives it a fighting chance. You mentioned Braun Strowman, and they haven't yet explored in any great detail what Braun is doing back. Yeah. Um, Eric Redbeard has kept himself busy in incredible flourishes without ever getting signed in AEW. So he is also at large. You know, it's the Wyatt family now seen so long ago that, you know, um, and obviously the, the tragic passing of Lee Harper, Brody Lee, John Hubert, that it would almost seem, in some senses, sacrilegious to go back to it. And yet, WWE did during the Swamp Fight, didn't they? They yeah. acknowledged a previous link between Braun and Bray. And in a lot of matches, I'm sure they want people to forget. But now with crowds back and with somebody else holding the wheel, and maybe Bray Wyatt being tethered a little bit more to something with a little bit more control, I see no reason why you don't give this a chance. Mm -hmm. A huge, huge amount of money. I, I'm not a fan of Bray. I'm not a fan of the gimmick, the work, etc. I'm a fan of the fun, and a lot of money was left on the table, whether you like the fun or you like how serious this all is first time around. Triple H should be foolish not to try and go and get it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you and I were in love with the theme when he first arrived. I yeah. remember I was watching the SummerSlam match with Finn Balor on repeat when it mm. first went down uh, and talking about how that entrance is genuinely quite disturbing. Of you it's, can't it's all... Yeah. It's all how you treat that character. You know, Bray Wyatt, even the non-fiend one, <laughs> the non-fiend one, even, oh, yeah. 
even Bray without the mask and the tongue sticking out or whatever, even if he goes back to being this cult leader or this preacher or whatever, there are still uh, things you have to observe, rules you have to observe. Like, does he have magic powers? Does he not? Like, uh, to what extent can he use his um, supposed, you know, uh, abilities that maybe other wrestlers wouldn't have to the point where it's like, well, Bray, mate, why are you grabbing a headlock? Mm. Like, I, I love that you work in the knee, uh, but you can set the ring on fire, so maybe just do that. It's quicker, it's quicker. So you really do have to be a lot more careful, and I think sometimes people don't understand that. And it's maybe why we maybe come sometimes come across like we're just taking the piss out of it. There should be rules. Triple H often picks rules over fun. So if anything, I actually think he could be the right guy for this if it is indeed Bray. This white rabbit stuff suggests that they're gonna they make an effort for his uh, potential return. So it would then be wasteful not to make effort about what they're gonna do next with him as well. Mm. So did you see the um we haven't really talked about this in the office, the extreme rules poster with the lantern, yeah, buried in the background. You know, these are nice details, and they know that people enjoy picking these things apart in Reddit threads and the like. So they, if they're willing to put this amount of detail into a comeback, then you can reasonably assume they've got his first big program set up or they've got his first big rivalry. It's not just as it would have been maybe under Vince, the Fiend on SmackDown tonight, and then we have 10 minutes of discussion on him. And then what he does is comes out, and he scares Vince out of the ring, and then he goes, rah, 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 and clicks his fingers and the lights go off, and that was the Fiend. Yeah. Like, it's safe to assume that one thing will lead to another, which will lead to another. Yeah, do you think, we'll talk about the match now, may as well, do you think he'll be in and around the Strowman-Otis match, or do you think it'll be a completely separate thing, and and, and how do you think the Strowman-Otis match is going to go? Well, I think he might be as part of the Strowman-Otis match, but I suppose it very much depends upon where he fits in on this show, uh, and how overt they want to be about the teasers. The Alexa Bliss flickering lights on Raw on Monday felt somewhat tethered to this, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, they're still being there with Lily and um, Bailey making a point about Lily biting and all that sort of stuff. Like there was, they were willing to lean in a little bit to the, the previous ties with the Bray Wyatt imagery and the iconography and stuff. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Bray Wyatt return is the, the last thing on the show tonight. Yeah. Um, with Roman Reigns being out, like being under advertised, that's your first half an hour taken care of. Uh, there's a big, there's a big tag match. But Braun and Otis could be a mid-card thing where the lights flicker and it's a, a little bit of a reminder that these characters were once tied together. Um, maybe nothing more overt than that. Braun gets the win. He's kind of empowered by this thing with Otis. He's been battering tag teams by himself, so it'd be insane if you couldn't beat Otis in a singles match. And then later on, if and when it is the White Rabbit stuff is paid off as Bray, people can then go back and revisit and be like, hmm, there was a tease there in Braun. What's, what's happening there, you know? Hmm. And of course, we should also mention that there is allusions to Karrion Cross in all of this as well. What do you think is next for him and McIntyre? And does it factor into to all of this as well? To talk, well, yeah. he's kind of, he's a white rabbit and a red herring, isn't he, Karrion mm. Cross? Because they've put the little hourglass on. And I think they know that people uh, will have looked for that and will have seen clues there. I think they're, honestly, this is where it goes back to the rules of the universe, right? I think the supernatural elements to the Karen Cross gimmick, e.g. setting a contract on fire, making the entire world black and white, which really, to be fair to him, went underreported. I didn't see that in the mainstream news outlets that on a Friday a couple of weeks ago, everybody turned black and white. Mm. Like, I, I didn't see that getting picked up by sort of serious journalists anywhere. So that was a pretty big story. He has powers over the world um, that I think kind of make him look a bit stupid because he's about to beat Drew McIntyre. 
Mm. It's worth getting serious with this gimmick. He's about to defeat Drew McIntyre in a big pay-per-view match that should immediately position him as a serious threat to Roman Reigns, as a serious threat to Gunther, to anybody he wants. Mm. Um, and I would expect tonight McIntyre to get a bit of a have a bit of a reckoning with Cross and maybe get a bit of physical revenge for getting put in, you know, like DJ DJ Double K's wicker wicker uh like submission the other week. But I it's like Triple H is all in on carrying cross and you can't fault him for it. I don't might not like it, but you can't fault him for his commitment to it. Yeah, exactly. It feels relatively straightforward. You've got to give a shout out, by the way, to, to Jake 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 at Jake C Laycock, who's uh yeah, put DJ Double K and the wicker wicker uh, cross jackets in uh in into our minds uh, <laughs> with the uh edit let's say he's done on cross's attack on mcintyre from a couple of weeks back last week obviously he had mcintyre saying i'm gonna bloody buy you three yeah. two one lights out sort of thing uh lights out who knows Ooh, you know Ooh, it's, a, it's a spooky smackdown tonight isn't it there's an <laughs> awful lot of spookiness but um yeah it feels really easy to do this. Like you say, maybe McIntyre hits him with a Claymore this week. Maybe it's factored into the Bray Wyatt stuff, like I said. But at the end of the day, on October 8th, mm. it's cross jacket, cross murdering McIntyre, probably via the cross jacket. And then I think it should be, a, I think it should be a genuinely surprising squash. I, that's what I'd have. Like he did against Champa when we were like, yeah, by his character. No, I think it's, I think at this point as well, the they haven't made any sort of conscious effort to have Drew be. Um, he's kind of like trying to no sell this massive setback, isn't he? Mm. You know, he's clarting around with Solo Sokoa and just oh, I'll get my revenge next time and all that. It's a really significant setback has occurred in Drew McIntyre's professional life, and as soon as it happened, he was singing Oasis with Tyson Fury. And then trying to fight Roman Reigns' relatives as if that was going to get him his redemption. This is a man, and I'm I'm speaking in genuinely within the terms of kayfabe here. This is a man who is not coping well with no. the thing that, with the thing that has happened to him. So it, I think it even stands to storyline reason that he would get murked by Cross because he would underestimate the challenge ahead of him. Yeah, and then that leads to the rethink, and that leads to the like we've kind of forecast the heel turn, but it's some kind of significant reset for Drew as he begins like a long road back. I don't think I don't think Drew McIntyre the babyface is going to be a pet project of Triple H in the next 12 months, but that's not to say Drew McIntyre as a wrestler and as a character doing something different can't be massively featured. Yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow! 
Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Well, let's talk about something that normally is the first thing on our agenda next, uh, Hamlet, And that is, of course, the bloodline. The uses, the honorary use, and of course, the head of the table. Put up the ones. That's what me and Hamlet are doing on our Zoom call right now. <laughs> the head of the table is back. I haven't really had a get, got a chance, obviously, with, with us being off on Monday to get your thoughts on, on Roman Reigns coming back and facing Logan Paul at Crown Jewel. It's pretty amazing, like, isn't it? Do you know what isn't amazing? Is that if we were in the studio together right now, our ones could have tagged like maximum male models uh-huh. but we can't even see them because the screen cuts the friggin hands off the the roman reigns logan paul thing i wish like i, I never thought i would say this will but uh i guess right now i am understanding what it's like to be a newcastle united fan frankly i never even wanted to understand that i would see no reason why you would make that choice in your life but they are likely to achieve significant amount of success in the years to come and all of it will have an asterisk by it all of it will be tainted. All of it will be uh, soaked in blood. And unfortunately, this will be too. I love this match. I absolutely love it. I wish it was occurring somewhere else. I wish it wasn't WWE's version of the big Saudi Arabian prize fight. Well, we've got to give the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia the, the big matches. Like It's kind of an honouring of a contract for WWE, isn't it? These big yeah. shows require big matches. They've got to be a little bit out there and a little bit special. Um, but I love the match. I love what WWE have here in a champion like Roman who can be pretty much positioned against anybody now and elevate that match to mean more than it did, as we saw with like the Riddle TV main event. Yeah, and Roman in a title situation now is a, is a big, big deal. And Logan Paul, as somebody that is almost an outsider but has kind of come up with these justifiable Q jumps as to get a shot. To mm-hmm. get this opportunity, that like he's a he's a guy that draws interest. He's a guy that draws people. He takes physical risks, and of course, within the context of wrestling, wrestling Roman Reigns is an enormous physical risk. I love the way they framed the um, announcement around that press conference and around how you know, like they chased a bit of real sports feel. You could see Triple H was in his element, stood up at that podium, talking him up as if he was some sort of like babyface version of Dana White. As well as as well as trying to be a babyface version of Vince McMahon, he's just like he is the lesser of every evil at the moment, which is quite appropriate considering this is taking place at Crown Jewel. Mm. It, they they got their bloodline shot before Solo lost his North American title. Yes, <laughs> they got their big belts moment. Zayn was great. Heyman's back. He's a perfect hype man for this kind of feud. I love it. I absolutely love it. I have a feeling because obviously the Crown Jewel stuff is always very tainted. The promotion for this match could be more fun than the match. Yeah, like Roman and Logan getting to interact on SmackDown or how they'll... So Roman Reigns' awesome character trait of late has been um, how he's manipulating Sami Zayn, right? How he's sort of kind of realising how he's got a human shield against genuine physical threats. But Mm. this is different. Like, he shouldn't really see Logan Paul as a significant physical threat. 
mm. should see this entire match as like um, not am I in over my head, but have I what what exactly have I entered into here? This is kind of uncharted territory to be going into a strange prize fight. And he's just got to like project this enormous confidence and this enormous sort of sense of self over a, over a Logan Paul. Way different than being a little bit nervous of the challenge of a Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Or a riddle or something like that. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how they play with this and just watching the latest ch ever-changing dynamics of the bloodline. How, like, how Jay and Sami Zayn's comedy routine can continue to play out through the promotion of this match. I, like, honestly, they have... I haven't gone full 180 on Roman Reigns, but I'm so pleased they committed to keeping the title on him at Clash at the Castle. Like, it feels like we have entered a completely new um, area code for this character now. It is He is not just, you know, he, he beat Brock Lesnar, but that felt very predictable. He is, at this point, like, kind of unbeatable. Mm. They, set up, they set up every possible circumstance for him to lose at Clash at the Castle, and he won. He could be fighting Cody Rhodes, the Royal Rumble winner at WrestleMania, and now the doubt would still be in all our heads because mm. it's Roman. Like, this is, a, this is a totally new chapter for this champion, and I'm, I'm already kind of loving watching it play out. I'm just so glad you've joined us in the bloodline as a fellow <laughs> for use. Uh, it's been a long time coming, but I knew you'd come around eventually. <laughs> uh, I, I've run out of things to say for Sami Zayn. I think he's genuinely put in some of the best work of his career you know, in ring he's still great. I'm not, mm. but I also don't want to be like, yeah, that was quite good what he did with Shinsuke. Remember that in NXT? And him being silly with Jey Uso is better. Two very different things. I'm not going to try and draw comparisons yeah. to them, but you know, we've said for a long while he's discovered alongside Kevin Owens the cheat code to WWE, and fair play to him. Good luck to him. And uh, I do like the weird dynamic now because I thought it was just going to be Jimmy likes him, Jay doesn't. Solo Sokoa really likes him as well. <laughs> I think gun to his head now, Solo Sokoa. If you're like, who's going to second you? He pick, he picked Sammy. He did already. Well, this is it, isn't it? What's been really great about um, this angle of late is that Sami Zayn has, like, you have to, especially if you're Roman Reigns, right? The Roman Reigns character can never be thicker than Sami Zayn. So that we, as viewers, we need to understand that even if Roman is bringing Sami in and letting him sit in his chair. And we're best mates now. It's we're watching it thinking, I oh, Roman just knows he can use him. Roman knows it's wiser to have a Sami Zayn as a human shield than not have him around. So yeah. why yeah, that's logical. But at the same time, Roman himself can't be stupider than the character of Sami Zayn. Jimmy Uso can be stupider. Yeah. Right. Solo Sokoa is a completely unknown quantity. But if he's speaking to Jimmy and Jay, and there's just the three of them in the room, and this is how we might like if, if all of this were real, and they're in a room, and Solo's like, I am, um, yeah, I know Bother Clash at the Castle was great. I, I really enjoyed actually having a walk around Wales. I went to see a couple of what culture live shows. I had a good time. Anyway, it's nice to be back in America. Um, tell me about Sammy. What's <laughs> the crap with him? And Jay's like, um, he's an absolute nightmare. I cannot stand him. And Jimmy's like, it's all right, actually. He's good, he's good crap. He's good crap. So Solo's like, I've got no reliable narrator here. And then he goes to Roman, and Roman's like, he'll have you back. He'll absolutely... So Sammy has had to, like, vindicate his place with the tribal chief. So why would Solo not trust yeah. him? Yeah. What, like, the logic, this this is very quite tightly told at this point, that all of this hangs together. The Usos get to play the fans, effectively. He's funny. He's an asshole. Like, whereas within like the actual logic of the bloodline, Sammy has earned his spot. It's not a very respectful spot, but he's earned it. 
I'm so annoyed we haven't got the soundboard today because I was about to drop an um, yeah, What if Sammy returns, returns to NXT to challenge for uh, Solo's title that he never lost? Oh, my God. He climbs the ladder for the bloodline. Oh, my God. It's not going to happen, but it's, uh, it's fun, but fun and fantasy booking. And like you say, the fact that we're talking about stuff like this is just a ringing endorsement of how well it works. And it factors into tonight's show, of course, because yeah. there was issues between Jay and Sammy in the Ricochet Sammy Zayn match last week this week it's jay in action alongside jimmy and they're defending the tag team titles against one of the biggest success stories of the year on smackdown the brawling brutes yeah um this is quite something <laughs> butch and ridge the fridge getting oh. a tag title match night this has kind of inspired this i i wasn't blown away by seeing them as a just as a tag team on raw on monday but the babyface reactions that they've been getting as a group for Sheamus mainly, let's be honest. Um, especially since the the story with uh, Gunther and the match itself at Clash of the Castle, it's thrilling, and they're absolutely striking while the iron's hot. I don't think for a second that uh, Butch and Ridge Holland were in line for a tag title match against the Usos three or four weeks ago, but this is a good example of trying. You've got to do both. You've absolutely got to follow your long-term stories through. But every now and then, there are times to just jump on something with characters. And this is absolutely that. I was very critical of a couple of examples of this in AEW just this week. I think it's always more important to follow long-term plans. But just sometimes, there are characters that require your attention that maybe you didn't anticipate. And, well, I mean, like the Acclaimed, to pick another on another a tag team that have just won tag gold. Like, that iron was white hot, and now they've got the belts. I'm not suggesting that's going to go the way they're brawling brutes. But if you find yourself with a, a tag team out of nowhere that feel justifiable in a, a chance of beating the Usos, you book it. You absolutely book it. I think this will be a great match. I think it will have a couple of really super hot near falls. I think the Usos will win. Um, got slight concern that we don't get a finish because Extreme Rules could give you the six-man. Like the Usos and uh, Solo, Circle Art versus uh brawling brutes and obviously with Seamus back there and it allows Seamus to sideline into a match with Roman. Yeah. I can see them using one thing to get to another. So this might not be the end of the story. I would like to get a finish nonetheless. I would like yeah. the Usos to win and pin them, but the story is like be a bit creative and be a bit thoughtful in how you continue that story. But I could well see this going to the six man at extreme rules to funnel Seamus towards Roman Reigns. Imagine if you had the six man and it wasn't Solo's core, it was Sami Zayn and the titles are on the line. It's like the free bird rule almost. Yeah. Like, Sammy, if you get pinned in this match and lose us our titles, oh, I'm going to be pissed. And I think Sammy should factor into this match. I think it's fairly obvious what you do here. Summer happens between Jay and Sammy. Jay gets distracted and maybe Sammy even gets taken out of it. You're like, oh my God, Ridge the bloody fridge is going to pin him or whatever. Mm -hmm. And maybe Solo makes the save and that's how you yeah, justify a rematch. But yeah, I think the Usos are going to retain, but I'm nevertheless very much invested in this match. Yeah, no, it's, I, I think they've done really well. This is, like I say, the right time to do it because it's not going to be a title change. So why not give a couple of challenges a, an actual, like why not give a couple of proper contenders a title challenge when they're hot and they absolutely are. Uh, also, before we move on to our final point, uh, again, I haven't got the soundboard, so I'm going to have to do it myself. Bring on! It's time to play the game! Uh, <laughs> and that game is uh, one I've just made up, because uh, what if Roman Reigns tonight says, look, comes out, does his entrance, huge baby, uh, especially in the Wilborn household, of course, and says, 
Uh, yeah, I've got this weird match coming up with Logan Paul. It's all very unpredictable, but uh, just to show you I can do unpredictable. Open challenge for a member of the WWE alumni section on the WWE.com page. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, wacky game it might be, but this is obviously a very realistic thing that could totally happen. So yeah. why would we not play this? So, uh, yeah, Roman's there. Calls, says, who fancies it? And, uh, well, you you answer me that, uh, Michael Hamper. I'm scrolling through the uh, WWE.com superstars page for the alumni section. Uh, tell me when to stop and pick a number between one and four. And uh, if it's someone I can mention, then uh, <laughs> that's the person that's going to face Roman Reigns on SmackDown tonight. That's our prediction. Stop. Okay. Right. Now, because we're the ones, I'm going to have to go with Uno. Right. Okay, but if I if that doesn't work, I can offer you two. Let's let's go with two. Okay, Be, just because one of them is not going to happen, right? All right. I can tell you that tonight <laughs> on SmackDown, and I tell you what, if if I wasn't going to stay up already, mm -hmm. I will stay up because of this tonight. SmackDown. You've got Otis versus Braun Strowman. You've got a tag team title match. You've got the return potentially of Bray Wyatt. And you've got the tribal chief, the head of the table, Roman Reigns versus Ken f***ing Shamrock. <laughs> what? Yeah, book it. Book it. All day. The tribal chief versus the world's most dangerous man. The ankle lock spot. When Roman's actually trapped for a split second. Yeah. Yeah. Would have I been can't... Kelly had you gone for Uno. So I didn't know that really. <laughs> we've uh we've stacked up SmackDown uh stack stacked down as if we were almost like we were trying to build a car to chase a rating that isn't gonna come. Uh, <laughs> uh, finally, yeah. uh, I wrote this question and popped myself with it. <laughs> the events of last week's SmackDown. Could Shorty bring back the tank? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd like to answer your question, uh, Wilborn, as if I myself was a tank. Because tanks don't give a sh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. I'll, I'll, she's a baby face now. Uh, Good. That's the best yeah. version of her. So is her with the tank. Look, I'm being facetious. Like, her with the tank is the best. Um, she was a breath of fresh air on nxt i think it's safe to say that when not a lot was fun shotzi was kind of fun sort of engaging her matches weren't fantastic but it never really mattered what did and she host did she host halloween havoc she hosted halloween havoc and she was awesome at it yeah. proper threw herself into the theme of it um i would be very surprised if we weren't calling her shotzi blackheart again within two or three weeks based on the names of all the others that have kind of just, I was going to say that like they've got the names back. Things have just gone back to normal. Like this is just a company being, I'm not saying Triple H is a perfectly normal human being, but he's substantially more normal than dead. Yeah. So like just, just getting something like that back. I, uh, I have very little in the way of insight to offer on um, tank. Sorry, Wilbon. I, I don't know if this is a technical thing. I'm getting a, what's this? There's like a thing coming up in the corner of the call. Somebody, I must might be Cedric from downstairs in the office. Somebody is trying to make this like one of them three-way calls. Oh, Isn't I thought you were the admin of this. I'll try and open this window up. You're not going to believe it, Will Vaughn. Who's that? 
Stacks is on Google Meets. I have Stacks. Hang on, let me just transfer him in. Get him in. Hey guys, hey, <laughs> all right, Stacks. All right, um, Stacks. good to see you, mate. Don't you don't? I know this is substantially cheaper than Tony D Airlines, and it's better for the environment. But um, we don't want you on uh, video chats all the time, please. What was uh, what was your take, Stacks, on Shotty losing a surname in a tank? Uh, you hate to see it, you know, as one of the people, I, I'm obviously chanting Lorenzo to my closest friend, but everybody calls me Stacks. But I gotta say, as a fan of tanks, from the yeah. T2 Black Panther to the Leftwood 2 to the T34 to yeah. the Challenger 2 tank, I can't wait to see it. Well, I was Stacks, I didn't realize you were that knowledgeable about tanks oh yeah i love me i love me attack the the german leopard 2a7 <laughs> the, uh, uh, the uh, m1a2 seb from good old united states of america and of course you brits with your challenger too with the latest chava marva and the most protected mbts in the world today it's great stuff <laughs> wow sax you you know almost too much well, you know, the Challenger 2 has got a very accurate 120 millimeter rifle gun, uh, as opposed to, uh, of course, small, smooth war guns used by all modern, other modern MBTs. Maximum flying range of over five kilometers. And currently, uh, Hamlet, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, the Challenger holds the record for the longest tank to tank kill. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know that stuff. I didn't. Know. I can see why that could be helpful in your other lines of work, actually. Stacks. Seeing as we've never, um, I've never had a video chat with you before. Normally, you're gracious enough to fly in, um, which would explain for the listeners, of course, why we why we didn't hear the door of the studio go. That's right, isn't it, Stacks? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, um, what's uh, what's that film poster you've got on your Zoom call background? Uh, that's a god boy that I love. <laughs> I might be the godfather, you know. I did. I'm feeling. Uh, it's uh, your your um, signals lagging. I think stacks. I'll let you get away if you want, mate. Because uh, just before I go, I uh, <laughs> I got a little something for you. You might not have heard about this. You ever heard a story about a uh, two uh, two goldfish in a tank? Huh? No. One of them turned to the other and said, How do you drive this thing? Hey, it's our <laughs> Oh, you're wacky, Stacks. Oh, he's gone. Bye, mate. Bye, Stacks. Bye. Yeah. So, yeah, bring back the Stacks. Bring back the Stacks and the Tank. <laughs> bring back Stacks with Shotty Blackheart. Get him on the main roster. What a twist. Oh, I didn't know really that much about Tanks, I've got to be honest. I, d I didn't know he had that in him. No. I, thought was, I mean, don't get me wrong. He's a man that's probably familiar with weaponry, <laughs> but I thought it'd be more sort of hand, hand, hand stuff yeah. rather than heavy artillery. Yeah, fair play to him. Nothing wrong with learning. I admire him broadening his horizons. He never knows what could be around the corner for the poor guy. I mean, I think we do. I think we've read some spoilers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, indeed. Well, anyway, uh, one of the most anticipated SmackDowns of the year, without question tonight. Let us know your thoughts on it on Twitter, at WhatCultureWWE. Uh, Why are you there? You can follow both the words. You can follow Michael Hamlet at... Michael Hamlet. 
follow me at Adam Wilmore. Follow us all at What Culture WWE and make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. Me and uh, Sid are going to be here to preview AW Rampage Grand Slammer two hour special a little bit later on today, as well as Wrestle Culture with a hashtag Bloody Good Quiz. And then, of course, me and Hamlet will be back on Monday to review this SmackDown. But for now, this has been the SmackDown preview. My thanks to Michael Hamlet. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.